Hello! Hi everybody! Hope you're all doing absolutely spectacularly. Yeah. Spectacularly. Is that a word? I was sending a voice note to a client yesterday and I said the word fantastically. And I was like, then I carried on in the voice note. It was about a two minute voice note. No, about a three minute voice note. And about a minute of it was me discussing with myself as to whether fantastically was a word or not. And that client's probably listening now and going, yeah, thanks for that, Phil. I really, pre- <laughs> really appreciate that part of the voice. Now, I promise yeah. you the rest of it was worth it. So the uh, the word chat continues, not just only inside the podcast, but oh, yeah. as as on a one-to-one basis yeah. if you're a client. It's non-stop. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Why do we spend so much of our lives talking about words? Well, we spend so much of our life talking words. Talking words? Huh? And you know so many more words since you started reading. Oh, I have. It's absolutely... I'm flabbergasted by the extension <laughs> of my vocabulary. <laughs> oh, no. Veggie's barking again. We literally just put him in his crate because he started pulling clothes out of the washing basket. Mm. And honestly, he is a nightmare for attention-seeking. Oh, if you do something where he's like, all right, you're not giving me attention, is that right? Well, I'm going to go do something over here. Then he was literally know. asleep before we started speaking to the microphone as well. Yeah. What honestly. What a guy. Dogs. If you hear him barking in the background... Sorry. That's about all I can say. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know how to edit his noise out the background. Is there a way of doing that? There might oh. be a button that says like... Dog blocking. Bark equaliser. Bark <laughs> And you just like reduce the barking in the background. That would be genius. I'll invent that. Specifically picks out dog barking. There's actually a way out. you can do it. Yeah. Don't buy a dog in the first place. Yeah, that's probably a better idea. Mm. <laughs> or get a podcast studio where you just do your podcast instead of doing it at the conservatory like what you do ever the professionals yeah I know I think um, sounds nice so doesn't it I think we do a good job what not having a dog <laughs> no <laughs> that does sound nice oh, sometimes don't be like that Reggie no, she didn't mean it Reggie I did, I did, I did. we love you <laughs> sometimes so, sometimes I'm joking he's alright he's yeah. cute really he'll do he'll do he'll do we won't trade him in anyway Last week. Good on last week, wasn't it? Yeah, we said a little mini-series. Look oh, at us go. Got us professionals. I know. Who do we think we are? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> sure enough. I just tried to plan an episode that had eight points in it. And you were like, Sounds like no, eight episodes, that does, yeah? Too much. Yeah, yeah, eight points in it. It would have been about, bear in mind, these are going to be about 20 minutes long. <laughs> Two and a half hours longer than that episode would have been. Like, where'd you get yeah, last you looked at that, that and was like, we talk far too much for that to be in one yeah. podcast. We've not started yet, and we're about three to five minutes in. <laughs> Um, but if you've not wa- l- watched, watched, you didn't watch anything because mm. <laughs> we scrapped the YouTube. Yeah, because <laughs> that was impossible. <laughs> if you've not listened to it yet, don't you worry because obviously it's just the episode 77. What did we talk about? We talked about doing stuff differently and mm-hmm. um, doing something different. Um, so you don't even have to listen to these in order. We're just basically talking about how how to successfully navigate your journey and what qualities you need to do that. Um, <clears throat> a little froggy in my throat there. Um, but definitely go back and listen to it um, because if you want to smash it, you want to be nailing all of these things. And today we are going to be talking about my favourite. This is one of the biggies, isn't it? I actually think this has changed our client's life more than anything that we talk about oh this is an absolute game changer this is one of those things as well that you can kind of just start applying 
now while you're listening to the podcast. You could probably go and do something now that would help you. And you've already seen the title, so you know it's about putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. But if you are a client of ours, you'll know exactly what this means. And we have a big, huge value at LLMB, which is becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable. And my favourite thing about it is Jen always gets it the wrong way around. And says, <laughs> yeah. It's becoming uncomfortable with the comfortable. I'm like, that's not what we want. We don't want anybody to become uncomfortable with comfortable Sometimes stuff. we need to do that as well, though. No, we don't, Jen. Stop making things up to make up for your mistaken <laughs> sentences. Can we not make it work the other way No, around? we can't. It's possible. You don't want the things that are comfortable now to be uncomfortable to do. Well, maybe we do if they're not helpful habits. Well, no, you don't, yeah, but you don't want that to become uncomfortable. Stop it. Stop digging yourself out of a hole. You're going deeper. You want to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. And as I said, clients will know exactly what that means. They'll know exactly what that looks like. They'll know exactly how to apply it. And I've no doubt that they've all applied it in some way, shape or form. And we're actually... Um, as I'm saying this now, there's a story that we're going to tell later on in the podcast, which is absolutely spectacular. And it just absolutely blows my mind every time I speak about mm-hmm. it, which I'm super excited to talk about. Um, and Lucy, if you're listening, it's about you. Because I know you listen to the episode, <laughs> so you're going to listen to one of your own stories later on. Um, but for those who aren't listening, as Jen said, this is an absolute game changer. Yeah, and I think if you struggle with anxiety as well, I think this is a huge one. Um, because it's really helped me and a lot of our clients actually reduce anxiety um, because a lot of the times those uncomfortable situations tend to be the things that trigger anxiety for us so we've actually seen a lot of clients reducing their anxiety Mm. from from doing this and it's really really nice to see like can I list some of the things that people have done no you can't no why no you can't can I do it at the end you can do it now if you want I'm only joking ah okay it's your podcast as well (laughs) ask me for permission you never yep. usually but just you, waffle on about You stuff. wrote the notes today and it's not in there, so I just check in that... Oh, you throw a bit in the middle, don't worry right. about me. Should we think of all the things that clients have done? That no, you felt? do it. It's on you now. Right. Pressure's on. Going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, never been to the gym before. Actually mm-hmm. going for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Um, climbing up mountains. Swimming mm-hmm. um, outside, like wild water. What's it called? Open water. Open water swimming. Wild water. Wild water swimming. How wild was that water? <laughs> and I was thinking about wetsuits. Untamed water. Because she also put herself in a wetsuit. She did. She got a photo taken um, in a wetsuit. She did. Lovely. Even she didn't think she could put it on. Sally, shout out to you. Good, good on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had loads in my head then. Crossing oh, a bridge. Crossing a bridge, yeah. Um, eating on their own. Mm. Having a meal on the road. Wearing going for things. a date on their own, yeah. Going for a date on their own, oh, yeah. That's class. I've had quite a few people doing that, actually. Yeah. Um, we said we'd start doing yeah, that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Get away from each other for yeah. a bit. Wearing stuff that they wouldn't normally wear. Mm. Doing exercise outside. Yeah. Um, going for a run. Yeah, and I think that literally the list is endless. But oh, yeah. I think once you start doing it within your journey, it actually like you notice some of those were just like general stuff that like we didn't specifically help people to do that. But once once we started tackling things around like exercise and clothes and um, getting themselves in different situations, I think that's then the ripple effect of like that increased kind of confidence, self belief of oh, actually I can do that. Could I do that other thing that like holds me back as well? And it really ripples out into your life and, and suddenly you're like doing all these things that like you never actually imagined that you could do. Um, but this is a really nice quote to kind of summarise it. A comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. And I think what often we do is, the comfort zone is what it is. It's a comfortable place to be. But when we get stuck in that comfort zone, we just kind of bimble along, don't we? And mm-hmm. we just kind of get stuck. So if there's no kind of challenge 
or discomfort, then it's probably not going to move us forward. It's not going to change us and it's not going to help us to move towards our goals. We've got to change that story that being uncomfortable is wrong and comfortable is right because it isn't true. And I think we really do have this negative association with those feelings that feeling uncomfortable brings up. So that like panic, the self-doubt, the overthinking, the nervous feelings in your stomach, the talking yourself out of things, the feeling sick, like these are all really common things that we feel when we feel uncomfortable about something that often stop us doing that thing because they feel wrong. It feels like difficult, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But what we like to say is we need to kind of reframe that feeling and say, actually, this is a really positive feeling to be having because it means I'm just stepping out of my comfort zone. And actually, when I step out of my comfort zone, I grow, I change, I move forward. And finding that evidence that actually doing that and then seeing the feelings that we get from doing that allows us to see that actually being uncomfortable is a really great place to be because it means that we're going to start changing our lives, we're going to grow, we're going to flourish. Um, and it's a really nice way of looking at it isn't it 100 percent. but as you can probably imagine we can't just go running at this at a million miles an hour and just go right what's the most uncomfortable Why thing not? that exists i'm just gonna go <laughs> do it i'm just gonna go do the most uncomfortable thing and the most i guess we can make it relevant i know this is kind of irrelevant in a way but the most i guess the easiest example is things like public speaking like if you yeah. ask me now right go and speak in front of 10 million people i'd be like absolutely not not, not a, a chance. chance not a chance but if you said to me, go and speak in front of one person, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I, mean, I do that frequently every day. It's just like, right, then go and speak in front of two. Well, okay, yeah, I can do that. And once I've spoken in front of two, then I could probably speak in front of 10 and then 20. And as you can see, mathematically, that just keeps going until eventually I speak in front of a million. Now, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but if you actually take those stepping stones, what you're doing is you're working out what's the next uncomfortable thing. You're not going, right, what's just the most uncomfortable thing? And of course... We're going to tell the story in a second about Lucy and kind of how she did it um, because it's absolutely spectacular. And I buzz off listening to this story, telling this story, knowing the story. I just think it's absolutely unbelievable and it's just so fantastic what she did. But when it comes to things like the gym, when it comes to things like food, when it comes to things like movement and exercise and all these things, we often see the thing that we need to be doing as the next step. Mm -hmm. Like, right, I want to get on the gym floor and start lifting weights. So therefore, that's what I need to go and do. Probably not. You pro That probably isn't your next step. There, in fact, there might be 10 steps between where you're at right now and that goal. And realistically, your goal right now is probably to just work out what those steps are. Quite often, it's like, right, well, what's the next thing I can do? Because for some people, it's getting a gym membership. Mm. It's like, right, I want to go to the gym and I want to be really consistent. I want to be training three times a week. All right, cool. What gym do you go to? Well, I've not got a gym membership. Right, well, that you, you can't achieve that goal without that one. So let's find out what the next uncomfortable thing is because going into the gym to get a gym membership might be really uncomfortable right now. Mm -hmm. So of course going in and doing three sessions a week is going to be uncomfortable because that first step's uncomfortable. But once you've broken down that one and the next one and the next one and the next one, all of a sudden you're on the gym floor and you're training and you're like, I can't even remember why I was bothered about this. Mm -hmm. This feels pretty good. Um, and there's actually something called, because this is, we, t we took this from something called an anti-bucket list. So good. Which it's one is, of my favourite things. We love this, don't we? Yeah. Um, it's simply, you'll have heard of a bucket list. It's things that, and if you haven't, it's basically just a list of things that you want to do um, before you die, isn't it? Yeah, I That's think so. ultimately what it is. I know a lot of people write bucket lists anyway, 
But I think, I could be completely wrong, but I think Bucket List came about, a lot of people did them when they knew they kind of didn't have a long left to live. They were like, right, I'm getting on. I'm going to write a bucket list of things that I want to do before I die kind of thing. What people do before, like, big birthdays. Yeah, stuff to do before I'm 50. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think it's a really good way of getting stuff done. But an anti-bucket list is a list of things you don't want to do. <laughs> and this started out from a guy who was actually uh, bed-bound, stuck in bed with anxiety, depression, low mood, everything. Literally couldn't get out of bed. But he wanted to be outside. But as we spoke about before, being outside a huge step. When you physically can't get out of your bed... Being outside shouldn't be the next step. That's like not having a gym membership and saying you're going to go to the gym three times a week. It's such a big step. So what he realised was, actually what he needed to do was just take his covers off. That was his first step. So that was his goal for the day. I'm going to take my covers off. And then he put them back on and stayed in bed. And then the day after was, I'm going to take my covers off and put one foot on the floor. Now obviously I've not gone through the whole journey because it'll take quite a long time, but you can see how that then built up to getting out of the room, uh, going onto the landing, the day after going downstairs, then going to the front door, then walking like opening the front door and just seeing the outside. And like for someone listening to that, you're like, well, just open the door. But this is a guy that couldn't get out of bed. So for him, that was a huge jump. So he needed all the small little steps between that point and that point in order to get there. So he then created the anti-bucket list, which was basically him creating all the things that he didn't want to get done. And uh, one story we've told before, but I absolutely love it, is the fact that he's scared of needles. So what he did was he thought, well, if I'm scared of needles, I don't want that to be my end goal, just getting a, a jab. Because if that's my end goal, then there's kind of too much of a destination on it. I put too much pressure on it. So what he did was, he went, right, what's a million times worse than that? And it was getting acupuncture in his face. <laughs> like that was going to be the big scary thing. So actually, getting a needle was just part of the journey. So when it happened, it wasn't a big deal. It was like, I got a needle, carry it, what's the next step? And it was just that um, resilience that he built up to things that he was coming up against and just constantly becoming comfortable with uncomfortable things. Mm. He was like, right, what's the next thing? Right, well, I've had a job, what's next? I'm going to get acupuncture somewhere in my body. Right, what's next? I'm going to get it at this point and then I'm going to get it in my face, which is mad, but it allows you to just become comfortable with those uncomfortable things. That's really inspired me. That's it. What are you going to go and do? Get acupuncture yeah, in your no, face? Yeah, no, so... Good. I've just... So I've been really trying to live this. So I've I, I've done this. I've got myself really uncomfortable. You, you might have heard me talking about going to BJJ a million and one times because mm. that is literally one of my so far out of my comfort zone things that I've done. Like it was, it, it hit so many of my different like worries and anxieties and uncomfortable feelings. But like, I wasn't able to go at this moment in time. So I was like, right, if I'm not putting myself in that situation, where else can I do that? So I've started tackling running um, and getting myself out of my comfort zone with running because it's something I've always told myself I couldn't do. Largely because one, I injured myself last time I ran. So I've told myself the story that I'm going to injure myself again. Um, and two, because... I felt like my fitness levels weren't very good and that like I wasn't a good runner and like I, I couldn't do it very well and when I was in primary school I got we did cross country and I was at the back and people shouted two fat ladies at me so I've created this story over time that I'm just not a good runner um so I wanted to get out of my comfort zone with that and one of my goals as part of that was to I've always had a goal I've had to do tough mudder which is like a 10k run in between and like do a really good job mm -hmm. but maybe I should set my goal like even further than that and like aim for like half marathon yeah because the tough mudder should be a stepping stone yeah that's what you really want to achieve that's got to be in the middle of it all I like that or else it just becomes too much pressure just inspired me right here on the spot it's a little bit like and I'm not stealing your thunder at all but it's a very similar story if you just said to me a couple of years ago, like, oh, are you going to do a triathlon? I'd be like, absolutely not going to do yeah. a triathlon. But because my goal was an Ironman, doing the triathlon, like doing the cycle into the run distance, it was a training session. Yeah. Which sounds really like egotistical and big headed, but it isn't. It was just like, 
that was part of the plan. Whereas if that was the end goal, I'd have been like, oh my God, I can't do that. Mm. So I think, yeah, if you've got an end goal, make it part of the plan instead of the destination. Yeah, just really inspired on the spot there. Make it part of the direction, Mm -hmm. not the destination. Anyway. Right off from the tangent there, sorry. Well, no, I think it was a good tangent to go off on. If you take anything from this episode, please let it be the next story that I'm about to tell you because I've banged on about it enough, but it's absolutely spectacular. And I think this is probably one that a lot of people sitting here listening to our podcast, coming in with the struggles that they come in with, this is probably one that they're going to really relate to because a lot of people are just like, I can't get in the gym. I'm never going to be able to lift weights. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to go in that area of the gym. Like That's probably one of the most common ones that we hear from people, isn't it? 100%. So, Lucy, client, legend, absolute legend. When we first got started, was walking on the treadmill, looking around the gym, could see all the stuff on the gym floor, was aware of kind of what was in front of her. She could see all the weights, she could see all the machines, but she was walking on the treadmill. So we was like, right, what's the next step? The next step wasn't going into the busy weights area. The next step was just going using some of the machines in front of her. In all honesty, didn't really matter which ones. It was just getting her onto the gym floor, moving around and using some of the different pieces of kit, which she did because that was the next step and she felt great doing it. She felt strong, she felt confident and she was like, right, what's next? And she said to actually both me and Jen mm-hmm. in one of the live Q and A's, there's a machine I really want to use. Hit a thrust machine, really want to use it, but don't really feel confident enough to use it yet. So me and Jen, as we are, dead on, she said, right, you're not going to feel confident until you've used it. That's normal. This is getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. So know that you're uncomfortable, be all right with being uncomfortable, and let's work out how we're going to get you there. So we was like, go over to the person that's currently using it, if there's someone using it, and just say, look, can you show me, like, if I'm... Like how to set this up, I'm doing it right, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. We give her a few questions to ask. And she was like, Oh, that's you know, it's gonna be difficult. Of course it is, but that was getting comfortable with an uncomfortable situation. And I think one thing that we we did say, I think Lucy's thought was like, Oh, I'm worried that I'll look silly, like mm-hmm. not knowing how to use it. And I was like, Well, let's reframe that situation and think, right, that person might have been in your shoes and has or will have been in your shoes at some point and has gone through this and has learned how to use it and might be really excited about the fact that they're, they're now the person who's inspiring other people to use it and showing other people how to use it. Because that's how I would feel if someone 100%. came over to me and asked me in the gym now, like, oh, how can I do this? I'd be like, oh my goodness, I am now the person who's confident enough to use this thing that can now show somebody else. And I think it's reframing that situation to be, if you take that step and do that, you can at some point be that person for someone else. And the reason why that is so powerful is because that has now happened. Because yes. Lucy has now become the confident friend because she actually took her friend into the gym the oh, other week. Oh, did she? I didn't know that. Yeah, you just stole my thunder with that story. I'm again. so sorry. And you didn't even know. I didn't. That's amazing. So look how excited Jen is. So oh, I am. I love this. On day one, Lucy was on the treadmill. She was looking at the gym. Then she's been on the gym floor. Then she's used the hip thrust machine. And now her friend actually said to her that she wouldn't have been confident enough to go into the gym if Lucy wasn't there with her. Oh, I love and Lucy thought that a friend was the confident one, but she's absolutely smashed it. She's oh, taken this a friend. has filled my heart with absolute joy. So she's gone from being the person on the treadmill to being the person who takes people into the weights area because that's just how incredible she is. That's just how spectacular her journey has been. That's just how confident, strong, and phenomenal Lucy is. And it's been absolutely spectacular to see her. Oh, I'm it. buzzing about that. And also, just. Um, Oh, just amazing that, isn't it? That's it really is. made my day. I didn't know that bit of the story. Go on, Lucy. Yeah. Um, I remember her messaging me as well um, on Instagram when she was stood at the machine, like, mm. oh my goodness, I'm going to do it. Hmm. Jen, I'm going to do it. I think I was out on a night out or something and she was messaging me. And then 
she sent me loads of messages and by the time I'd read it she was like I've done it and I just sent a voice note back like ah! <laughs> so exciting anyway um, I actually used this strategy the other day to get to the gym so I don't know why just having to, I'm in a bit of a rut with the gym at the minute even though I know it's great I know it helps me I enjoy it when I'm there I've just been really struggling to get myself there so it felt uncomfortable for me to go to the gym this week and I avoided it for a few days and then I was like right okay get yourself together let's create a plan so I just took the tiny steps I went and got my gym clothes on and I just sat in the garden mm-hmm. and then I was like right I just gotta get in the car now and I got myself in the car and I drove there and I was like right I just get in the gym and do the warm-up I did that and I was like okay I've done that I just gonna do my first exercise I just do no expectations do whatever ended up smashing my whole entire workout and then got back the day after simple as that. and it is even like on on like it's useful even when you can apply it to situations that sometimes are comfortable situations but actually for whatever reason they feel uncomfortable on that day this strategy is really useful for that as well isn't it yeah especially for the gym the gym's a big one because i think when it comes down to things like exercise the next time you don't want to go you'll tell yourself, yeah, but last time I didn't want to go and I went anyway, it felt that good. Yeah. And it's that's that where the evidence comes isn't from. It? Yeah, yeah, it's that. And because you've done it, it's prov- and what will happen as well is you'll start to weigh it up and go, well, last time I didn't want to go and I didn't go, I felt worse. But then the time I didn't want to go and I did go, I felt better. So why am I even arguing with myself? Just go to the gym. Like, yes, I don't feel great. Yes, it's probably not the thing I really want to do right now. But ultimately, the result is going to be either me feeling worse or me feeling better. Right, which one of those things requires... What do I need to do to feel better? Mm. Well, it's going. Right, well, I'm just going to stop listening to myself, stop arguing with myself. And actually, the big thing is knowing that those thoughts are going to come anyway. Mm-hmm. I have them, Jen has them. We all have them. But it's just not letting that thought win. Beat it. Have the argument. Win against the argument. Don't lose against the argument next time. Tell yourself, I felt better when I went. I felt phenomenal when I went. It's just about evidence and arguing with yourself and winning the argument. And I think as well, the more times you can go when you don't want to go, the more evidence there is to support just how much that is the thing that you need more than anything. 100%, yeah, you absolutely need it in that moment. And then it becomes easier to fight through those thoughts because you've got so much evidence to show that actually that's the best thing for you in that moment. Yeah, you actually get to a point, and I've felt incredibly lucky to get to this point where like the times where I'm actually going to the gym going, really don't want to go today. And I'm having the argument on the way. Yeah. Like, it used to I've be been before. in the middle of a workout before. That's what I mean. Like, usually <laughs> it's before. Usually you're sat at home going, I don't want to go. But you get to a point where you're like on the way going, I don't want to go to the gym. You're like, oh, I'm already in the car. So clearly that argument's not winning anymore, is it? Because I'm literally halfway mm. there. So I may as well just carry on. But anyway, hopefully. I actually, sorry, just before you move no, on. No, we're finished. No, no, you're not saying anything. We're I gone. actually find that sometimes the times I don't want to go mm-hmm. are the times that I get the most out of it well, I it's do. the time you need it the most isn't yeah it? it really is it really is I feel like that's slight tangent on what we intended to say today but I think it's super relevant it is it's getting comfortable with uncomfortable things yeah. that allows you to have the evidence to know that getting comfortable with that uncomfortable situation only had a positive outcome so quick question before we dive into the on the spot before we dive into the next question what do you feel uncomfortable doing right now? What is the thing that you're putting off? What's the thing that you know that you really want to do and probably will help, but you just feel uncomfortable doing it? Work out, is that the next step? Or are there, are there some steps between yeah. where you're at now and that? 
And if there are, do those steps. Don't worry about the big thing. Just make that as part of the plan. That doesn't need to be the next thing you can do. And please, if you do this, please tell us because you can just see how happy it made me when I found out that last little bit of that story that I didn't know. Like, honestly, hearing people's stories of how they've taken themselves from that uncomfortable place and pushed through it and achieved something, because I know how bloody good that feels. Mm. I know how good that feels and I want you to share that with someone share it please share it with us drop us a message tag us on instagram do whatever like we want to hear about you guys pushing yourself through those boundaries because nothing makes me happier than hearing about people because i know just how good it feels and how amazing you feel as a result of that and how much you've just grown and oh it's wonderful absolutely yeah anyway on the spot go on then you ready yeah. I like this question. I love that you always say that. Are you ready? No, it's an on-the-spot question. That's the point. Yeah, I, I can't be ready for it. But if I delay it a bit more, you might panic. I won't panic, you honestly. Don't panic. No, I have zero panic because I just make up an answer. Right, are you ready? No, I've told this... you it's an on-the-spot question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I'm just so used to saying that with Reggie you now. Are you, are you ready? ready? Are you ready? Yeah, great. I'll I'm wake him up now. Um, Glad that you're used to saying it to Reggie, so that's how you now speak. I called you, I called Reggie Phil the other day. I was like, Phil! And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's Reggie. I was like, what am I doing? next to you? (laughs) Right, this was inspired by your one last week because I liked it so much. You ready? No, oh my goodness, stop. That's funny. Is that the question? Is that the on the spot question? Are you ready? (laughs) ready? No, see you next week. Yeah, I'm like, oh, actually, Phil, I've asked you a question like three times and you've still not given me a good enough answer. All right, then, yes, I am. Right, so, if you had to pick between no toothbrush mm. or no shower gel for the rest of your life, which would you pick? No toothbrush. Are you serious? 100%. Yeah. Oh, hang on. No, no shower gel. Definitely no There's no other options. Gel. You can't oh. pick other options. What do you mean I can't pick so other options? You can't be like, oh, there's no shower gel, I'll just use soap. It's like, no, like... Well, what about like, I can't use toothbrush, so I can't, a toothbrush, so I can't use anything, so I just have to put the toothpaste on my teeth and just sit there and wait. No, so you can't... Is there other Basically, options? Basically, you can't clean your teeth or you can't wash yourself. I've rephrased the question. Oh, right, wrong. so it's not about not having a toothbrush. I'm not allowed to clean Sorry. my teeth. No, yeah, I've got it all wrong. Right, I'm going to start my question again. If you could choose between not cleaning your teeth for the rest of your life or not washing yourself for the rest of your life, which would you pick? Am I allowed to use mouthwash? No, I said no cleaning of teeth and no washing of Chewing self. gum. That no, clean no cleaning of teeth. It does clean your teeth a little bit. It doesn't. No cleaning of teeth. None. Nothing minty going in. No. Start drinking peppermint tea. No. Um, no cleaning of teeth. Reggie does not like this question. So basically the question is, do you want bad teeth or bad odour, body odour? <laughs> Brilliant. Um, well, do you know what? I don't know because I hold both of those things in such a high regard. I think having clean teeth and a clean body is, for me, what I see as like. This is like a good question, though, isn't it? Because you don't want to give up either of those things. No, no never. Because I think that's like you've got a pit though. Tiring, isn't it? Um, and obviously, we're incredibly lucky and grateful for the fact that we have access to all of these things I every know. single day. But they just become the norm, don't they? Yeah. So pick one. I think I'd have to say that, oh. But then my teeth are going to fall out. <laughs> it's not like my arms are going to fall off <laughs> if I don't wash. Then I'll stink. I think the. I could. Oh, I'm going to. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to say no. 
no toothbrush or no cleaning of teeth, I think. Okay. Because if I smell good, like if I smell all right and I smell clean and my whole body's okay, I can just go to the dentist, can't I? But think of your fuzzy teeth. Yeah, but I can just go to the dentist. You can't take that away from me. (laughs) You can't take it away. But they won't like, they won't give you any cleaning. They won't products. clean it, but they'll look after it. Whereas where am I gonna go oh, if I God, never wash myself? Imagine how bad your breath would smell if you open your mouth at the dentist and you don't clean your teeth ever. Alright, imagine how bad my body would smell if I never cleaned my Actually, body. Actually you you don't smell that much very often, so it probably wouldn't even be that bad. That's right, I'd probably get away with that. <laughs> probably go a few months ago. Phil is so annoying. The other day he did a thirteen K run. At what what pace did you do it at? Five five minute kilometres? Yeah, so like going that. fast, like real fast, real fast. Fast as a car. Fast, fast, fast. <laughs> like a rocket. <laughs> I drove past him and he was running faster. So I, I ran past Jen driving. Yeah. Jen was driving down the M6 and I ran past her. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, you saying Williams? Oh. Um, what are you saying? What? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. Anyway. He did a, a 13k and he came back and I was like, you, you, I bet you stink. And he was like, surprisingly, this t-shirt does, this vest does not smell. And I was like, you're lying. You're absolutely lying. He shoved it right in my face and it didn't smell one bit. It makes me so angry. And I've not had a shower yet this year. <laughs> Phil's already living the question. Yeah. There's an easy answer either. Just carry on doing what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm getting comfortable with the uncomfortable smell of not having a shower. Well, I'll never kiss you ever again. Is that all I have to do? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, comfortable with the uncomfortable. Hopefully you've taken something from part two of eight. And Jen, next week, Mm -hmm. we're just going to do part three. So don't panic. It's all right. We've got got a part three ready to go. All right. Why are you saying that? Because you panicked before about like episode, like we need to plan the episode. And I was like, it's planned. We've done it. I'm going to sneeze, so I think we should round up. Oh, okay. Round up. Round up. <laughs> what do you mean, round up? I don't know. All right, okay. Well, we're rounding up. Like, Apparently, that's right. how we end an episode now. <laughs> Consider yourself rounded up. <laughs> Have an incredible bank holiday. I hope you've had an incredible bank holiday oh. weekend. Reggie says hello. Reggie says hello. Help me. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.